Hey guys, welcome to the message. I'm really excited to be able to share today's message with all of you. Who's been enjoying our Closer to Generosity series? Come on. And unfortunately, today is our last day talking about generosity. Ah. Oh. But you know what? If you've missed any of our other messages about generosity, you can always check us out on YouTube and see all the messages that you've missed because they will bless your life amazingly. So today, I'm really excited to be able to share on this topic of generosity with you all today. So the message is called, How to Impact Our Cities. Small acts of generosity can have a big impact. This is what we believe, right? Is that small acts can have a snowball effect and turn into large impacts. Amen. And today I want to read an incredible story, uh, a pretty funny story actually, but it's about a man named Paul. Now, a little background of this story. So Paul, this is at the end of Acts, you know, towards the end of Paul's kind of story arc in the Bible. And Paul is arrested for preaching the gospel as he is regularly arrested for preaching the gospel. But this time, even though he was innocent and they found, you know, no, no crime in what he had done, he had invoked the name of Caesar. He's like, I want to speak to Caesar. Now, Caesar is the top of the top. He is the emperor of the Roman Empire. And the Roman Empire basically controlled the known world at that time. So this was like the top guy in the world. But Paul always had this dream. He always had this desire to go to Rome, which was like the center of the world at that time, and preach the gospel to the Romans and also preach the gospel to Caesar, which was the number one dude in the world. <laughs> it's like saying, I want to go pre speak to the president. Like that's basically what Paul did. And in this situation, because he invoked the name of Caesar, he wanted to appeal to Caesar himself. The people were like, well, I guess we got to send him to Caesar. <laughs> so they get Paul on a boat, it's basically a prison boat with some other criminals, and they send them on their way to Rome. And so this is a bit of a long trip for them uh, because back in the day they didn't have motorboats. So it was a sailboat and it was going to take them a bit of time. Well, on the way to Rome, a massive storm comes upon the ship and the crew and they all start freaking out because this is like typhoon level storm and everybody is freaking out. They're going to think they're going to die. They start throwing things overboard, trying to lighten the weight of the ship. And then all of the sailors, they look at Paul and the prisoners and they think, you can lighten the ship. Let's throw you overboard. <laughs> and so Paul is like, whoa, 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 <laughs> calm down. All right. And so he's managed to kind of talk them down from that. They see some land in the distance. And so they managed to get the boat kind of close to the land, but they, they hit a sandbar. And when they hit the sandbar, the waves start smashing the back of the ship and start breaking the ship apart. Do you know how strong these waves have to be to break apart a ship? This is a massive storm. These are super strong waves, 
like wind like crazy. The ship is literally falling apart. And so the guys are like, swim! So everyone that can swim starts swimming towards the shore and people that can't swim are like on bits of the boat trying to paddle to the shore. Well, they get to the shore and this is where we pick up our story here in Acts 28 verse 1 to 6. Alright, are you ready to read this story? This is a great story. So, once safely on shore, we, this is Paul and the prisoners and the sailors, all the people on the boat, we found out that the island that they landed on was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and they welcomed us because it was raining and cold. So this is the scene. The storm is still raging on. These guys come to this random island and the locals of the island come and welcome them. At some point, I believe the islanders realize that, hey, this is a prison ship. These are prisoners that are on this ship. And I think that's why in the Bible, it has this, this little phrase that they showed them unusual kindness. Because if a bunch of prisoners turned up at your doorstep, I don't know how you would react. I don't know how I would react. But these islanders were generous. And they showed these people that washed up from the shipwreck they showed them unusual kindness. Interesting how that's written here in the Bible. And so they're building, Paul and the rest, a, a fire in the kindness. So Paul, he recognizes their kindness. Remember, he was threatened to be thrown overboard. He almost died in the storm. He swam to shore. He is soaking wet and cold. The wind is beating. It is pouring rain. And so he sees the kindness, the generosity of these islanders, and he thinks, you know what? I'm going to help them out. I'm going to be generous too. Let me help you guys build this fire. And so verse 3, Paul gathered a pile of brushwood, and as he put it on the fire, a viper, a snake, a poisonous snake, driven out by the heat, fastened itself onto his hand. <laughs> this day is not getting any better. <laughs> when the islanders saw that the snake was literally hanging from Paul's hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer. For they thought he escaped from the sea, or for he thought he escaped from the sea, but the goddess of justice has not allowed him to live. So they knew that they were prisoners, but they didn't know what their crimes were. So when they saw that a snake had bitten Paul, they thought, Well, this must be the worst of the worst. This this man must have done some terrible things in his life. That's why a snake is literally hanging from his hand right now. <laughs> but what happens next is epic. It says, but Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. <laughs> I just imagine Paul just like, oh no. Anyways, <laughs> he just continues building this fire. And all the islanders are like shook. They don't know what's going to happen. They're like, is he going to die? Like, what's happening next? It says the people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead, <laughs> which is what you would expect. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their mind and said he was a god. <laughs> they went from thinking this man is a murderer to thinking this man is a god. Like, oh, I guess he didn't die. Must be a god. Like, imagine like everyone around you, they all got like the flu, they got a cold and you didn't get a cold and everyone was like, huh, 
must be a god. Like, is that the normal response that a person would make? I don't know if it would be. But these islanders were like, oh, must be a god. And so Paul is now this, this amazing guy in their eyes. Funny how sometimes people's images can radically change in a moment. But I think it's really, really interesting, and we're going to read a little bit more of this story, but how Paul is having this terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, and then this, this snake out of nowhere comes and tries to stop him from the little bit of generosity that he was trying to show to these islanders that were showing him generosity. He's like, he had the reverse card on Uno. He's like, <laughs> generosity back at you. So he's trying to be generous. They're trying to be generous. A snake bites him and that doesn't stop him. And you know what? Sometimes people ask, why do bad things happen to good people? Or we might feel that in our life. We're trying to do something good and then just bad things just happen. Like things trying to stop us from doing these good things we're trying to do. And it's like, God, what are you doing? Where are you? Because I feel like at this point in time, that would be my reaction. I was almost killed, almost thrown off of this boat. It was pouring rain. The boat was shipwrecked. I'm on this island. I'm soaked. I'm cold. I'm hungry. I'm tired from swimming. And now a snake bites me. God! Like It would be at that point where I'd be like, God, where are you? Why is this happening? Why me? Why is it happening to me? Like, how, like you know, like that's kind of like us in this like, you know, 2023 world. <laughs> like any inconvenience is like, oh no, God, why? But you know what? Paul was not like that. And sometimes we just need to realize there are bad days. There are going to be days in life that are just terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days. And you know what? I had this funny experience uh, a few years ago, quite a while back. We were going to do this outreach in Hawaii. <laughs> Pastor Rod's like, hey, we're going to do an outreach in Hawaii. Who wants to go? I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> outreach in Hawaii sounds amazing. And so we go to this outreach in Hawaii and uh, we get there. We meet some of the folks there. It's amazing. The weather is nice. And uh, we go and have this dinner, like the first dinner. We're going to be there for like three, four days. And I have this loco moco for my dinner. And uh, that was a big mistake because at 4 a.m. I was uh, like I was a firecracker from both ends, let's just say. I was just wrecked. I was so sick. I think I got food poisoning from the darn loco moco. It was wrecking me. I don't know if it was like the egg or something else, but... I was in a bad shape. And so for the next few days that I went to Hawaii to be able to outreach and also a little bit for the sun, and, you know, but I went to outreach in Hawaii. That was the main, the main purpose. I had this terrible food poisoning. I was just in bed. I was wrecked. I was waking up. I was not getting any sleep. I couldn't eat anything. My insides were outside <laughs> and it was just horrendous. And so I couldn't do the thing that I wanted to do. And I feel like Paul was trying to, like he was trying to go to Rome. It was the thing he wanted to do. But there's just some times in life where you just can't do the thing that you want to do, no matter how many good intentions you may have. Life happens. And life was happening to me about every 20 minutes. And so anyways, so I was in a bad shape. And then I get two messages in the course of this one day. That was just the worst news I had ever received. One of the messages that I received was this guy 
this Japanese guy that we met at Outreach. We were on Street Live. We met this guy at Outreach. He came to church. It looked like he wanted to believe in Jesus. It was great. I get this message saying, this guy is trying to steal money from people at church. I was like, what? Like, man, that's... Oh, I was so disappointed. I was so heartbroken. I was so sad about that news. Then later that day, I get another text from my dad. And he's like, Monty, just to let you know that your grandpa has passed away. And I'm just like, could this day get any worse? I'm here sick in bed, um, getting all these bad texts, all these bad pieces of news. This guy, this my, my friend, he's trying to steal from the church. They have to kick him out of church because, you know, we can't have that. And now I'm getting this news that my grandpa has passed away and I can't do anything about any of the situations. I'm absolutely helpless in all of this. So I'm physically sick. I'm feeling sick emotionally as well and spiritually and mentally. It's just, it was a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. And so because I had a lot of time on my hands, I was like, all right, let me try and journal. <laughs> you know what's a great thing to do when you're having a terrible, horrible time is read God's Word because God wants to speak to you. And God spoke to me. And I'm going to read you what God spoke to me during this time. During my lowest moment, one of the worst days of my life, this is what God spoke to me. Philippians 3, 13 to 14. It says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. This is Paul speaking. Remember Paul, the shipwrecked Paul with the snake? Yeah, Paul, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Come on. So even in the midst of one of the most worst days of my life, God still spoke hope into my life. God still spoke vision into my life. And I had to make a decision, all right, like even though I'm not feeling well, God, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna, gonna believe for healing. I'm gonna believe for the best in these situations around me. God, help me. And I was able to change my, my attitude from complaining to praying, to, to praying and, and believing for God to, to do something in my life. Well, after that, uh, maybe a day or two uh, later, we had our Sunday event. This was the main event. This was the event that we were doing all this outreach for. And so I'm like, I'm able to get up out of bed, haven't eaten anything for days. And um, I came to this, this, this Hawaiian outreach to lead worship, right? Have you ever led worship after food poisoning? It's not something I would recommend. <laughs> And so I'm like, I'm not feeling well. I'm feeling like pretty dizzy. And so I get up on stage. I'm like, well, guys, if I run off off stage, you know what's happening. So <laughs> I proceed to lead worship and it was, it was fine. Like it was fine. We had a great little outreach event and people came, people's lives were touched and they were blessed. And uh, after that, I had a burger and it was all good. But, you know, I was able to, to do the thing eventually that I had set out to do, even though there were some hiccups along the way. And so that's like a micro scale of what Paul was experiencing in his life in this situation when he gets shipwrecked on Malta, but he did not give up. And I want to encourage any of you, if you are disappointed, if you are downhearted, if you are, if you are just 
disappointed with and depressed with things that have happened in your life, we can turn that around. Let's hear God's word. God wants to speak to you. God wants to speak life and hope and vision into your future. Amen. God wants to speak hope into your future. God doesn't want you to stay there. He doesn't want you to stay at this shipwrecked island. He wants you to get to the destination that you want to go to. And so for Paul too, he carried on with his mission. And I think because of the way that he dealt with the hard moment, he was given more opportunities to be generous. Because of the way that he dealt with the snake, because he didn't just, you know, like cry and say, God, why? Why is this happening? No, the way he dealt with it, he shook off the snake like there was nothing. And the people said, must be a God. And so they started to bring other people on the island to meet Paul. And so this is the ending of this story on this island of Malta in uh, verse 7. It says, there was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius. I like that name. <laughs> the big Puba Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us to his home and he showed us generous hospitality. Isn't that interesting? For three days, his father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery, which is like, you know, infection in your stomach. And Paul went in to see him. And after prayer, placed his hands on him and healed him. He healed the mayor's father. That's pretty cool. And when this happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and they were cured. They honored us in many ways and we were ready to sail. Uh, and when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we needed. When they say the supplies we needed, if you keep reading the story, they gave them a boat. <laughs> their boat, the one that got wrecked, these people were like, oh, here's a boat. You could use that. Like, amazing. The, the generosity in this story is amazing. First of all, the townspeople, they were generous with the fire. Paul tries to be generous with his actions. And then, then because of the way that he, he dealt with the bad situations in his life, there was more opportunities to be generous. He was generous and healed the, the guy's father. And they showed him generosity. And the people were healed. And it was just generosity after generosity do you know that generosity breeds generosity that when we are generous generosity follows that people see these things happen and, and they are inspired to be generous as well isn't that a beautiful thing and so actually these guys paul and the crew they were there for three months it was kind of winter time they had to wait out the winter so they were there living with these people blessing these people and then these people blessed them with a boat which helped paul get to the destination that he wanted to get to isn't that incredible imagine if paul had given up halfway he wouldn't have made it to rome he wouldn't have made it to Caesar. He wouldn't have been able to fulfill his destiny. He wouldn't have been able to see his vision come to fruition. But because Paul kept on going and he trusted God, then he was able to see this island, this community on this island, he was able to see this community changed. And then he went to Rome. And because he went to Rome, he planted seeds that would then change the course of history. The course of history was changed because Paul was able to get to Rome. Isn't that nuts? And so, for us today, how can we have an impact on our cities? How can we use small pieces of generosity to have a big impact? I've got a few quick points for you. The first one is, let's have a big vision. 
You see, Paul had a big vision. He's, I'm going to speak to the leader of the world. <laughs> the guy at the top, the guy above all other guys. He's like, I'm going to Rome. I'm going to preach the gospel. God spoke this to me and this is going to happen. And you know what? When we have a vision, when we have a, a big vision, a big dream, then the problems that happen, the, the inconveniences that happen in our life become smaller because our dream is bigger. Isn't that interesting how that happens? And so when Paul was inconvenienced, he was more than inconvenienced, he was having one of the worst days ever, he was able to make it through that day because like he wrote in Philippians 3 that he's focused not on the past, not on the bad thing that's happening right now. He's focused on what lies ahead. He's like, I'm forgetting the past and I'm going to run my race. I'm going to run towards the finish line that I can see clearly. Can you? See the finish line clearly. What are you running to? What is that dream? What is that vision? What are you believing God to do in your life and through your life? Maybe you're thinking, you know what? I don't know what that is. Or maybe you're thinking I had a dream, but kind of given up on that. Guys, let's dream again. Let's have a big vision again. If you don't know what that is, I'm going to pray that you would know what God's dream and vision is for your life. And it doesn't have to be super duper specific, but I do believe that whatever God puts on your heart can have a big impact. And so I believe, you know, like my experience wasn't even close to Paul's experience, but because I read God's word, because I allowed God to speak into me, I was able to make it through that terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. And I was able to do the thing that I came to Hawaii to do. And that was to bless other people. And I was really happy and I enjoyed that time with the people there. And so for you guys too, if you're in the middle of a, of a difficult time, journal. Let's get to God. Let's hear God's word. Let's pray. Let's worship. Let's, let's, let's believe that there is more. Let's believe that God is going to get you through whatever hard moment is in front of you right now. There is more. Let's have a big vision. The second thing I want to say is that we need to be generous even when we don't feel like it, right? <laughs> There's many times in life where we don't feel like being generous. And that's when our emotions get the better of us. Or we think that reality or logic gets the better of us. You know what? It was illogical for Paul to try to be generous, to help these guys. He should have been on the beach just uh, 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 trying to catch his breath from swimming, almost dying. He's soaking wet. He's tired. And yet he also wanted to just add a little, a little bit of generosity because these people were showing unusual kindness to him. He was inspired to be generous. His emotions would have said, now is not the time. <laughs> Logic and reason would have said, now is not the time. But you know what? That's the funny thing about generosity is that it can defy logic. It can defy our emotions that when we are inspired to be generous, we can overcome the challenges that are in our life and we can have a huge impact because this little bit of generosity, like we saw, it snowballed and it affected these people and it blessed these people and it blessed these people and in turn, these people then blessed him and then he went on to bless these people. You see, a small bit of generosity has a massive snowball effect. And that's the last thing I want to say is that a little will go a long way. A little. That's, Paul just did a little. The way that he gave was a little. 
And yet, it was able to bless that community on that island, and then he was able to go to Rome and plant the seeds to bless the world. Like, it doesn't get much bigger than that. <laughs> he literally changed history from this little snowball effect that he did. So Paul didn't give up. And I want to encourage you guys today, let's not give up. Let's have a, a vision. Let's have a dream. If you don't know what that is, let's pray. Let's believe that for a vision, for something bigger than ourselves. Because great, yeah, have a dream to be successful or own a house or own a car or have a family. Great. Keep those. But I believe that God wants to use that and use you to help people in a bigger way. And how we start that maybe is starting by small pieces of generosity, whether that is with your actions like Paul, whether that's with your prayers like he did with these, these townspeople, whether that's with your words, whether that is with your finances, whether that's with whatever you have, I believe there's so many ways that we can be generous. You know what, just as I finish, there's a, there's a funny story that I'm reminded of. A few years back, uh, we had these little cards uh, made that said, be blessed. And so uh, we would kind of go around and we would kind of give these out randomly. And there was this one moment in a Starbucks where we were having like a, a staff meeting in the morning at Starbucks with some of the, the pastors. And so I think it was Masashi or Tasuke or Shiva, one of the guys, they, they bought their coffee and they gave uh, that card to the, the, the waitress or the, the barrister. Oh, what, do you, what do you call the coffee person? I don't know. Anyways, they gave the card to, to the person that was serving them server and then they, they they said i would like to also pay for the person behind me person they didn't know the person behind them and so this then started a chain reaction because the person behind them was shocked that someone in front of them paid for their coffee so they were like well i guess i'll pay for the person behind me and this one small act of generosity snowballed and before we knew it, while we were having our meeting, one of the girls that were working there, she ran up to us, basically jumping for joy. And she said, you never guess what? But this, this act of generosity continued for 17 people. 17 people continued this chain reaction of generosity. And this girl, she was so happy. She was filled with joy at seeing this small act of generosity have an impact, have an impact, have an impact. And sometimes we don't know what kind of impact our small acts are going to have. But I'm telling you now that we better believe that our small acts of generosity can snowball like dominoes. They can impact this person, which can impact this person, which can impact this person. You never know what your generosity will do. And so guys, I want to encourage us today that even a small bit can go a long way that you right now have everything you need in order to see change happen in your life, in your friend's life, in your family's life, in your work life, in your school life, in your city. Imagine if we all were doing little bits of generosity. That snowball effect, I believe, can change our cities. I believe can change our nations. I believe that this domino effect is going to bless life after life after life and I am here for it. Don't you want to see it too? Don't you want to see people's lives being impacted and blessed and people filled with, with joy and generosity? I'm excited for it and I want to pray for all of us today as we finish off our generosity series. Let me pray a blessing of generosity over your lives and that we can see our small acts of generosity have a big impact. Are you ready? Why don't you raise your hands with me and let's pray. 
God, we thank you for this whole generosity series, God, of how much you've been speaking to us, God. And I pray for anyone today who maybe has been maybe lacking vision or has lost vision or lost a dream, God. I pray they would get that back in Jesus' name. God, I pray you speak to people like you spoke to me and that you would encourage us, you would lift us up, that you would give us dreams and visions, that you would help us focus on on the future, on moving forward and not on the the current hard moments or the bad things that have happened in the past. No, God, we're going to say goodbye to that and we're going to say, God, give us a dream. Give us a, a vision of the future. God, give us opportunities. Make our eyes open to the opportunities around us that we could be generous, God. I pray that you would help us be on the lookout of ways that we could bless other people. And I pray as we do that, God, that we would see those little acts of generosity snowball into larger and larger impacts. And I pray that we would see our cities impacted for Christ, that our families would be impacted, our friends would be impacted, our environments impacted in Jesus' name, God. So God, I pray you use us. Our hands are raised and we say we are here, we are available, choose us. So God, I pray you help us to have an impact of joy and generosity in the world around us. We thank you, God. And everyone said in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And lastly, I just want to pray for anyone who maybe doesn't know Jesus yet. You've never made a decision to believe in Jesus or you used to believe in Jesus, uh, but you've fallen away a little bit and you want to come back to God. I'm going to count to three. I'm going to say now. And if you want to believe in Jesus, when I say now, I'm going to ask you to make that decision in your heart. And all you need to know is that Jesus loves you. He died on a cross for you. He rose again. And it's only by the power of Jesus that I can be generous, that I can think about people outside of myself, that I can get out of my own head and that I'm possible to love others because I have received true love in the form of Christ. So if you want to receive Jesus today, I'm going to pray for you. Are you ready? Three, two, one, now. If you want to make that decision, why don't you believe and accept Jesus into your life now? Fantastic. Hey, let me just pray for you that made that decision right now. God, I pray for these amazing people making that decision. I pray you come into their life in a powerful way. I pray you just fill them with your joy, with your love, with a a desire to live a big life, with big dreams and visions, God. And the past is gone. The sin and all of the mistakes and pain is gone in Jesus' name. And now they are a new creation. God, I pray you guide them to that incredible future you have for them. In Jesus' name, everyone said Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you all enjoyed our generosity series. Next week, we're starting a new series. So make sure you tune in for that. It's going to be so exciting and it's going to bless your life. So I pray you have a great week and we'll see you then. Bye.